the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Well, hello there and welcome to this, our first podcast of 2021. How was the Christmas? How was the new year for you? Oh yeah, sorry, you're in lockdown, of course. Quiet would be the answer to that question then. So then we're taking a look at the week of January 4th until January 8th in music history. It was this week that we lost Phil Linus back in 1986. The Beatles were in studio as a group for the very last time in 1970 this week. And it was goodbye and happy birthday to David Bowie. It was goodbye to Neil Peart of Rush and goodbye to Larry Gogan, an Irish institution. We'll start though back in 1954 and four days before his 20th birthday when Elvis Presley was making some demo records. How did Elvis Presley sound in 54? Well, like this. I'll be blue when you go But I'll never let it show I never stand in the way. Elvis Presley this week, by the way, would be 86 years of age. He would have been celebrating on January 8th if he was still around. In 1970 this week, the Beatles, without John Lennon, so does it make it the Beatles, went in to do some re-records, vocals, a new guitar solo on Let It Be sessions. This session would be the final studio appearance for the Beatles as a group, but without John Lennon. Here's the boys remembering those days. The whole Let It Be project was... um really to see it work in progress, to see the Beatles working. I think the original idea was Paul's idea to do a live album. I think it shows on the record that when we were excited, the track's excited, we all put in the thousand percent. This week back in 1986, Phil Linus of Thin Lizzy died of a drug overdose. Bless him. But as far as Lizzy's getting back together again, I mean, we haven't thought about getting back together again. I'd like to establish like a solo career for us before, you know, it starts to live off past glories, you know. You say you're putting together a band at the moment. Will that be called the Phil Lynott Band or will there be another name for it? I don't know because, I mean, the album's going to be a Philip Lynott solo album. Um, Once I get, you know, minor details like what it's going to be called, (laughs) it doesn't matter to me. That was him talking in December of 1985, so he still had some big plans and his death in the January of uh, 86 was definitely then misadventure, wasn't it, I suppose? This week, back in 1923, now this is going back again, we've mentioned Elvis Presley and would have been his birthday this week. We mentioned a fellow called Sam Phillips. He was the founder of Sun Records who recorded Elvis and Carl Perkins and all these old rock and roll greats. He was a fan of Elvis till the end and he was born this week in 1923. After listening to his voice, seeing his demeanour, his manner, and what I thought was a very different style... I was highly impressed with uh, what I thought he could do as an artist. And regardless of what happened to Elvis in his latter years, he had one of the strongest souls and spirits about him of any person I've ever seen. 
Another big birthday this week, Sid Barrett of Pink Floyd would have been 75 years of age and also in 1975, Pink Floyd were back in the recording studio to begin work on the album Wish You Were Here. Here's the story from the band. There was this guy standing there in a gabardine raincoat, a large, large bloke, and I had no idea who it was. And surprisingly, no one's saying, who's that person? What's he doing wandering around all our gear <laughs> in the studio? And then, um, then him coming into the control room and standing around. And how remarkable how long it was before anyone actually woke up and said, uh, it's, it's it. And uh, we just sort of stood there, or sat there and just sort of shell-shocked, basically. And then we were all unbelievably shocked at um, his appearance. And another great thing happened this week back in 1994 into another recording studio, this time in South Wales, for Oasis, as they started to record their debut album, Definitely Maybe. Here's Noel. To think that when I was writing those songs in a, a council bedsit, in Manchester in 1991-92 that those songs still mean as much not to people in England which you take that for granted kids, you know what I mean, who wouldn't have been born then cigarettes and alcohol means the same to them as it did to me then and that is an amazing thing and I, and I'm, and I don't know why that is and I'd love to say it's because I'm a genius and all that, which quite evidently I am. An Irish legend of the radio airwaves, Larry Gogan's first anniversary this week. I always wanted to be on radio, I always wanted to be a DJ because uh, I listened to Radio Luxembourg and uh, I used to think, that's a great job those those have, just playing records and talk, chatting in between them. I started in 61. Uh, it's a long time, but I never think about it really. I just do it, it's just your job and I do it every day and I keep going. And back to 1972 we go when the Seekers were number one on the UK singles chart with I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing. But did you know that that song started off as a Coca-Cola television ad? I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. It's the real thing. Coke is what the world wants today. Coke is the real thing. To 1991 we go now when Steve Clark, the guitarist of Def Leppard, was found dead in London. Here's his dad and his girlfriend. But I had words with him. If he carried on drinking like this, he'd, he'd kill himself. And uh, he said, oh, well, I, I'm not bothered anyway. And by now he was mixing Valiums, Prozacs, alcohol, Coke, whatever anybody would give him. And his heart was just, you know, beating, trying so hard to stay alive. Sadly for Steve's girlfriend, who was speaking there at the end, it was her that found him in the flat. We've already mentioned him a couple of times. Elvis would have been 86 this week. Here's Bruce Springsteen on The Genius of Elvis. Once Elvis came across the airwaves, once he was heard and seen in action, you could not put the genie back in the bottle. After that moment, there was yesterday and there was today and there was a red-hot rockabilly forging of a new tomorrow before your very eyes. And that is a little look at the week that was from January 4th to January 8th in music history. We do it every single week. Take a little look back at the week that was in music history. Tell your friends, because that would be great. My name is Marty Miller, and there's more daily on Radio Nova and nova.ie.